Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Once again, the Bread and Services Podcast. I'm Rooster here with our COVID nineteen infected friend, Crow. Oh, that's a that's a slanderous lie. I only don't have, you? I only have the Chinese flu, or the <laughs> Kung flu, as you will. The Kung flu. Yes. The Hong Kong fluey. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> I that's I, a callback. It's a callback to a cartoon of our youth, huh? Uh, yeah, I, I barely remember anything like that. Is that what the Wacky Racers or something like that? Like, yeah, like that something little, like that, that Hong Kong Fooey. Or... That dog that laughs like... <laughs> no, that was different. That was... Uh, okay. He was a different guy, but that was that whole uh, um, uh, weekly Olympics thing they yeah. had. Yeah. The Yogi Yahoois, the Scooby Doobies, and the Really Rottens. Wow. So, yeah, I know. Every Saturday morning, man, that's some that's some cartoons were epic. Well, let's make it perfectly clear. I, I don't think I have COVID nineteen. I have a, uh, I have mild allergies every year, and I think I just got uh, a little, uh, little cough related to allergies. I took took my temperature and right at ninety eight point five, and uh, no headache, no aches, just a little chest thingy. So every time I get a little tightness in my chest, I go, uh oh, it's starting. Well, let me be clear that I think you are COVID-19 infected. So hmm. it makes for better podcasting to think, you know, that you that episode 101 might be our last one because Crow dies. <laughs> well, on that note. <laughs> that wouldn't be good because, you know, you do all the editing. Yeah. Well, you could still, you know, rant, talk. Just nobody... <laughs> That's true. I'd just be yelling into my phone. <laughs> be out so. on your front porch. Speaking of which, because you are infected with the Kung Fu flu, uh, we are doing this remotely again. We, uh, Correct. Not, not in our usual setup, so I will try my very best not to completely talk over Crow again this time. So, yeah. But well, I, uh, I suppose it. we should start off by talking about the, the whole flu thing, huh? Well, I mean, we kind of did already. We started talking about it, but now in a serious manner is what you're saying. No, I thought we were talking about your impending death. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, that's not serious. We got to get serious now. Oh, what, was that you or me that phone just, uh, that was me. Oh, that was you telling me that your call was dropped. Yeah, there you go. So I'll have to get that. All right. So, I mean, I know this is serious um, because, you know, there's a lot of people infected and you look at all the people dying in India I'm not sure I, I trust any numbers coming out of China. No, I don't. When they say, yeah, oh, we haven't had any new cases, they're also the same ones who told us that, uh, you know, it just sort of popped up in uh, in uh, no in late December there. Right around New Year's Eve, they had their first case of it, they said. But it uh, turns out that they had been buying all of the hospital gowns and face masks and everything they could find for about two months worldwide. Hmm. So they thought something was going down. 
Yeah. And I'm I'm not the I've said this before, I'm not the conspiracy theorist who believes that, you know, they unleashed it on the United States to uh, make up for, you know, Trump beating them in negotiations. But um, I do think they really tried to keep it quiet and not not appear like they didn't have it under control. And in the meantime, a lot of Chinese tourists um, were going to places like Dubai and, uh, you know, the Middle East and uh, also um, Europe, but very specifically Italy, which is having a nightmare situation with it. Yeah, and then uh, Trump has been saying, he's been calling it the Chinese virus or the Chinese flu, and the media, who has also been calling it that at the beginning, have decided that was racist and to call him out on it, which is stupid. But then, Despite the fact that they used to call it right. the Wuhan virus. But then Trump um, came out and at uh, one of his press conferences uh, said, well, you know, I don't want you going after the Chinese people. They're beautiful people. I love the Chinese people. They're great. So don't uh, don't want you going after Chinese people. And then the reporters would ask, well, what do you, has there been reports of that? He's like, no, but I just don't. You know, they're beautiful people and we don't want to go after. So he's basically um, uh, kind of not caving to the to the calls of racism, but he's acknowledging it. And it's annoying. But uh, did you see a um, video of Chinese people that some confirmed, some not confirmed with uh, COVID-19? Uh, specifically going around and spitting on uh, like elevator buttons and rubbing tissues on park benches and um, coughing on people, all that. Have you seen that? No. Where was this? Uh, the, I saw the videos on uh, Vince Red Elephants and uh, okay. he was playing the videos and it's all different countries that showing this. One was a video of a guy and I think it, I don't know if it was Australia or Britain can't remember now. I have to look at it again. But he was sitting on a bench, like cast or um, streaming his him himself talking on his uh, on his phone. And some Chinese woman comes up behind him, blows her nose in a tissue. He doesn't even see it. And he's on a like a public park bench. Starts rubbing the back and the front of the park bench with the uh, tissue. Really? Some older Chinese woman. Then there's another video I saw where Chinese woman goes up and starts spitting on elevator buttons, like the the button to open the elevator. Um, and it, he said he was showing video after video of, of Chinese people doing this. And I'm like, what the fuck? So we're sitting there supposed, we're supposed to not be, you know, targeting Chinese people, which my first impression was not to go out and target Chinese people. I didn't have that inclination after hearing that it was, you know, Chinese government basically might've been behind it or was behind it in some capacity, you know, either intentionally by creating the virus or by, being fucking idiots and you know letting it spread and then being uh, secretive about it uh, whatever the reason that my first inclination was not to go and be you know harassing chinese people in america you know but then you see these videos and you go what the ever loving fuck is going on are they actually sending out Chinese people to go, fuck them, let's get everybody. If we're going to be having to suffer with it, everybody has to suffer with it. Your your, your mission is to go out and fucking spread this shit everywhere, far and wide. I mean, that's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a little hard to believe. And, uh, I mean, I think Vince is a smart guy, but I don't know. He's, he's a little, just a little less crazy than alex jones sometimes yeah but you know, I, you know i'm not am i not going to believe my lying eyes i mean you, you've got video after video of of this and it's not it doesn't look staged it doesn't look like a prank it's like middle-aged or 
You know, it's like Chinese citizens obviously doing this and in different countries, not just China. And I guess it's, I, I don't know if they're doing it in China too, but from what I saw, it was other countries. Well, there's no way to really know. No. I mean, yeah, you can see the video, but who knows? I mean, who knows where it is and what yeah, the story I, behind I'm it still, is. Yeah, I'm still, my inclination still is not to go out and beat the shit out of Chinese people. That's not my inclination. But seeing this makes me go, you know, look at look at them askance and go, the fuck are you up to? <laughs> well, I, I don't trust China at all. I no. just don't. And and, and China uh, China sends its its people out uh, to other countries to basically take them over and to to displace the population. They they've been proven to do that in African countries, Tibet. You know they do that with their citizens, with their people. So well, what they do more of. I've been finding this out um, from this. I again, I can't remember this uh, the first name of this uh, advisor to the president on China, and he's advised many. Uh, presidential administrations going back all the way to Nixon. Uh, Pillsbury is his last name. And he was saying what the Chinese have done is they have uh, gone to some of these African countries and uh, uh, Central American countries and given them like uh, big loans to do large projects and made the term so onerous that basically they wind up seizing like uh, some of these ports and everything they've right. got. And they used as collateral. So basically they're going out and economically ruining these countries and taking over um, assets in the countries as uh, as collateral for these countries defaulting on the loans. Right. But then that's one aspect of it. And then the other aspect is displacing the population and sending their own citizens there to just basically buy everything up or take over. So, I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a population, it's a plan to displace populations and grow grow um not just china but chinese people you know the ethnically you know or um, um racially so, yeah i mean if you go to well, san francisco have you gone to san francisco lately uh not lately no i've been there within the last year and uh or was it like uh yeah no about a year ago and uh i was riding around with a person that's been there for years and they were telling me yeah, this whole area here from, you know, I don't know, this from whatever block to this block, it's basically a few miles. It's like it's completely changed the last few years. It's nothing but Chinese people. You never see, not even like just walking down the street, you won't see anybody but Chinese people. And I go, oh, come on. And I, I go, I, she goes, count, count anybody who's, who you don't think is Chinese. And I go, hmm, you know, 15 minutes later, I'm like, yeah, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As we're driving along. Did you count yourself? Or did you just try and keep your head down so you didn't get found found out by the Communist Party? No, I just I just basically squint, uh, pulled my eyes back with, by by the corners, and just like <laughs> stuck my teeth out. Or how raw? Well, would you know that? Would you know the difference between someone who's Chinese and anything anybody other actually, from another Asian country? Actually, yeah, uh, I've had ex- extensive experience with uh, Chinese and Vietnamese and Japanese porn, um, <laughs> and I know the difference. No, they're. I mean, there are, there are differences. I mean, just like in any race, there's in, in, in Europeans, there's differences from the regions. So yeah, Chinese right, have a different look tell, as opposed to, yeah, I can say. tell it just, you can tell the difference between, totally tell the difference between a Japanese and a Chinese person, Koreans and Japanese people, you can tell the difference between them, but they're a little bit more similar. Um, you know, like Cambodian and, and Vietnamese have a completely different look than Chinese and, and Japanese. So yeah, I mean, yeah, generally speaking, not specifically, like not every person 100% of the time, but generally speaking, you can tell the difference. 
Okay. Well, I will t- defer to your expert opinion. Because, I mean, I yes, the difference between a lot of Cambodians or Thais versus, like, Japanese, I can tell a lot of that, but... Can you tell Chinese, the difference between a... Korean, Japanese... Can you tell the difference between, like, a Somali and a uh, Ethiopian or... No? I can. Yeah, I, I can't tell the difference there. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty... I mean, if I pointed it out to you, you'd be like, well, that's racist. <laughs> be like saying yeah, that. Yeah, uh, because that would be me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not you, but. That would be me saying that. You know, there's just difference. There's, I mean, generally speaking, there's, you know, differences in, in, in hairline and all kinds of stuff. And Well, before you went off on your eugenics rant here. <laughs> yeah, let me get out the, the, the measurement and, and, and check out <laughs> circumference of the head and all that. Yeah. I just, I, I want to talk some more about, you know, what uh, this COVID-19 is doing to this coronavirus is doing to the United States and this idea of just shutting down the economy. I know in the last episode I said, hey, you know, we got to shut this down for a little while if that means we, you know, this social distancing sort of slows down the spread. I'm all for it. And, you know, as I listen to these medical professionals do it, I I still don't disagree with what I said before, except I think too many people are getting comfortable with the idea of it being um, too, the, it being longer. You know, like the medical professionals are going, well, really, we all should be sheltering in place for three months. That's what we should do. Like, well, you can't. No. You know, it, 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 you, you can't just stop a country dead in its tracks. And uh, I, I was reading some statistics on this. You know, you get these people who are, I, I believe, are sensationalists who are talking about the, uh, you know, 1918 pandemic, the Spanish flu. And I'm not going to doubt that this one couldn't be bad. And the numbers I've heard are, you know, we could lose 2 million people. And that's a significant chunk of the, uh, of the population. That's not a small thing. I'm not downplaying that. But the thing that they brought up is, uh, this is Jesse Kelly we've mentioned before he's got a radio show nightly radio show and he's got a tv show on pluto tv um but he said uh you know he goes these mod everything we're looking at is a model that tells us what could happen not what is happening what could happen he goes they're computer models and many of them are not adjusting for what we're doing you know the social distancing and closing restaurants things like that so people are still hanging on to these numbers of, you know, two to three million people. He said, but if you take um, if you take the economy offline for this long, we know what can happen. It's not a model. We could collapse the economy. We could be having a Great Depression again. And he said during the Great Depression, three million people starved to death, you know. If you take that and project it to population growth now, you wind up with 15 million. Right. And I know our food production uh, is more sophisticated and all that, but let's just say you cut it in half. You could have two to two and a half, maybe even three times the amount of people die from the cure. It's insane. Yeah. And no, it's, it's... I'm all for I'm all for protecting you know, vulnerable people. And I realize that whether it's mutated or whether they had it wrong, it is affecting some younger people. Um, and some of them don't have underlying health concerns. But the main reason this is devastating Italy is that Italy's population 
you know, 30% of it is over 60 years old and they have a high proportion of smokers. They're just, it's not a healthy country. And so this virus gets in there and it just tears them up. Um, That's not the same here. We're much more sophisticated medically too. Um, And so, you know, you look at what it could do to the country. They're basing it on these models that I don't think, and again, I'm not a doctor. I don't think those models hold true. Could we lose a million people? Yes, we could. But economic instability has caused more death in the world than anything else, yeah. you know, historically. Right. Um, well, I and, mean, even the, the tangential thing, uh, um, you know, the side effects of it, not just like starvation itself, but there's uptick in violent crime. There's you know, be a lot of murder. There's going to be suicides, I mean, that are related to the economic um, down or you know, economic devastation, you know? Yeah. Uh, drug overdoses, that kind of thing is going to skyrocket. So it really is interesting to see how this um, brings out the, you know, this sort of uh, pandemic brings out people's true kind of politics for, you know, whether, whether you say politics or belief system, I, you know, I, I think it's funny. I've, I've seen a meme going around that compares, um, you know, a bunch of people to uh, who are Trump people to uh, who hate socialists to, uh, socialists when they offer them a free thousand bucks, like, well, that's not really the same thing. You know, when the government comes in and shuts all of the economy down, forcibly closes your business, um, and then gives you a thousand bucks to kind of carry you through. That's not socialism. Right. That's more along the lines of authoritarianism. Yeah. And, uh, it's interesting to me now, have you seen the governor of New Jersey as has closed all the gun stores in New Jersey? No, I heard it was coming. I heard uh, uh, Illinois was doing the same thing, or Chicago was going to do the same thing. Yeah, so they're closed. Uh, well, I don't know if Chicago can close gun stores because I don't think there are yeah, any in Chicago. <laughs> but the um, suburbs, you know. But yeah, so, uh, I mean, that is, they're saying, well, it's not essential. Well, it doesn't matter if it's essential. You have a right to buy a gun. Yeah. I mean, it says it shall not be infringed. Right is uh, it's pretty clear, and you know the uh, the Supreme Court has been pretty clear in the Heller decision too that you can't just take away somebody's right to have a gun. What? And uh, this is a this is a workaround. But now you've got De Blasio, the mayor of New York, coming out and saying we need to get the military involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to turn this over to the military and have the military running it. So the people who don't think you should have a gun because guns are dangerous, are perfectly happy with the government having all the guns and telling you where you can go and what you can do. And um, as opposed to like Texas, Texas hasn't ordered any shelter in place stuff at all. Right. And they've got cases there, but their spread isn't going crazy. And, but if you look at the numbers in this, uh, I just saw them again tonight. There are 55,000 cases nationwide. Now keep in mind, many of these people have had it, been treated, and are and are on in the clear now. They're past their two weeks of infection and everything. They're they've had it and they've moved on. But there are fifty five thousand case, cases nationwide. Twenty five thousand of them are in New York State. Fifteen thousand of them are in New York City. Yeah, I mean fifty percent of all the cases are in New York. 
so because New York City's having this pandemic, and I'm not pretending it can't move. I'm I'm not doing that at all. But 50% of these cases are in one state. And of those, 60% of them are in one city. And we're shutting the country down. Well, this is the the kind of the reasoning behind it that the uh, a lot of politicians, the medical professionals are saying that what we're doing is we're, they're calling it um, um, flattening the curve. Uh, yeah. But, and they're saying the reason they want to do this is because they don't want a big spike because it'll overrun the medical uh, facilities and the healthcare workers. It will, it will strain them to the point where they can't keep up with it. And yeah, I guess that makes sense to me. Right. So they're, they're trying to give them time to prepare and to kind of just make the cases more manageable over a longer period of time, which sure. Right. I mean, it, I guess, but if they're going to be telling us two, three, four months, uh-uh, the, like you said, the, uh, and Trump said the cure is, is more deadly or the, um, the treatment's more deadly than the disease at that point. Yeah. So, I mean, I get what they're trying to say, but here's the problem if we would have done the full lockdown shit immediately and got like hardcore about it, which, which the American citizens wouldn't have allowed anyway, wouldn't have put up with it, wouldn't have taken it seriously enough. And you would have had to do basically martial law and nobody would have, I mean, all the, all the preppers and all the militia minded people and all the anarchists would have said, fuck you. And they'd have been out rioting right away because they, they, they wouldn't see, you know, what, what's, what's necessary to be done to stop it in its tracks, which I, I'm not going to argue with that. That's, that's, I probably would have been one of the people saying, fuck you government. So in order to, to actually stop it, that's what they needed to do. They couldn't do that. So now they're doing this kind of like half-assed and then now it's like, okay, now we're going to really do the shutdown when it's far, far, far too late for that. It's going to spread regardless at this point. So what you should do at this point is shift to the people that are most at risk and kind of figuring out how that they can be provided for, how they can be, maybe they can shelter in place and we can figure out some money to get, to deliver supplies to them and medical stuff, you know, make house calls to them, medical and all that kind of stuff. And everybody else that's not in that at risk zone. And I understand there are some people that are not at risk that are coming down with pretty deadly cases of it. But for now, that's just an anomaly from, from what we know. Let everybody else go back to work. Make, make the engine of the economy run so that we can actually deal with the, with the effect of this. Well, and you know, two things on that. There are experts saying now, and this Dr. Fauci is uh, one of them. He's the lead guy on Trump's team, very well-respected guy. Uh, he's saying we may not have even been able to stop it had we done that. Yeah. If everyone was locked away and didn't go anywhere. Um, and he's also saying it might not be containable. And, you know, there's a bunch of people saying, uh, a bunch of the left-wing media going, oh, well, Trump has silenced him now and he's not allowed to speak without, uh, you know, without pre-approval from the, um, from the White House, which is bullshit because the very next day, 12 hours later, he's out in front of uh, – you know, the press conference there asking, asking off the cuff question or answering off the cuff questions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but he's saying we may not have been able to contain it. Um, and you know, this, this whole, we can do the sheltering in place thing and it, or the social distancing and that slows the curve down, which I understand, but you know, you're still, like you said, going to get healthy people who don't show signs of this, who get it just like people who, there are people who get the flu vaccine who still get the flu. 
Yep. You know, it happens. It's not, it doesn't protect you a hundred percent. And so again, if we're going to have, um, you know, some deaths from this, we, we, and we can't stop it, but we're not talking about millions and millions of people because I really don't think we are, uh, based on what I'm reading with, uh, you know, some of these medical experts saying, yes, it was 2 million, but we've done all of these things. And so the model should be adjusting down and they're not, um, we can't put a whole economy at risk. Well, all just the, for that. and all the, the, if all for all the talk of sheltering in place, there's still going to be essential services and essential personnel that have to be out and about. Um, there's not just the healthcare professionals. There's you know people working on equipment breaking down. You know essential. You know like uh, air conditioning units for hospitals. You know there, there's going to be maintenance. There's going to be people going around regardless of a shelter in place situation. Um, there's people delivering food. Um, medical um, medical supplies to houses, you know, like uh, oxygen tanks to people that yep. there, um, even med just medicine to people. And those people are going to be at risk, even if they're not presenting symptoms of spreading it just by being out and about and not knowing because of the incubation period is so long. So it's going to, it's going to go, it's going to get out and about anyway, even with the, like a really big crackdown shelter in place. I mean, you, you're just not going to stop it. So just destroying the economy is just compounding the problem. That's all it's doing in my opinion. Well, and I think we're going to reach a point, um, and I think it happens within a month of if they don't do something about it, we're going to have some civil disobedience here. Oh, absolutely. What I, mean by th what I mean by that is, you know, I'll just take my own town, for example. I live in a town of 40,000 people. Just my, it's got about 75 cops. And, uh, I mean, it's a suburb of Minneapolis. It's just not, it's not a big problem area. Um, never have trouble with the police. And, uh, you know, but again, police force with about 75 cops. There's some sheriffs uh, in the White county privilege. too. And, what's that? White privilege. Yeah. So there's probably just straight up regular law enforcement people between the cops and the sheriff, maybe 100 of them. My neighborhood has about 70 houses in it. If in that whole thing, just my neighborhood said, we're not going to pay any attention to any of that stuff. We're going outside. You know, even if they said you are not allowed to leave your house, you'll be arrested on the spot. Uh, if you get one neighborhood, and I'm not suggesting they'd be organized. I'm just using numbers here. You get 250 to 300 people who say, stop me. What are the police going to do? They can't arrest all of those people because where do they put them? Right. Right. So what they'll do is they'll uh, they'll uh, issue them citations like parking tickets that are misdemeanors or maybe even worse. And uh, they're going to have to show up at court at some point. But if people find out nothing's really happening, you know, nothing effectively happens, then other people do it. And it's just it's going to get to a point where there's going to be so many people and either the cops are going to say quite benignly, look, we can't, we can't stop them all, you know? Yeah. Well, they like, all, yeah. in Philadelphia, even like we said last time, they're talking about not even arresting nonviolent criminals. You know, if they steal a car without hurting anybody, this is, you're talking about doing this to people who just walk outside. 
you know, there, as long as, so you're either going to have cops who say, we can't stop them. I don't know what you want us to do. Or you're going to get cops that crack down on them and then it can go boom from there. And that's not good. Right. And for all the reasons I said before, there's going to be a, a large segments of our population that are on the edge already of not, not uh, respecting authority or not putting any stock in what the government says. And they're going to, they're going to go out there and once they once they start getting cracked down on and the other people are seeing that they're like no i'm not going to live my life like this i'm not going to be under the thumb of an authoritarian government that's you know got military in the streets that's not what what uh, this country is about and they're going to they're going to they're going to fight back and it's not it's it's i know the government and i know the law enforcement personnel know that situation is not just a fantasy that uh, you know preppers hope for you know, or, or militiamen or, or criminals or, or anarchists hope for it's, it's a, it's a reality. People get cooped up in their homes. They're not working. They're not, um, not getting the creature comforts they're used to. They're going to, they're going to fucking flip out. A lot of them are going to flip out and it's infectious too. I mean, that kind of attitude that, you know, once, once people start getting to that, like, fuck this kind of attitude, it, it spreads fast, just like the infection, you know, like the virus. Well, so. and just like, look at any, Look at any city that has a sports team that wins a championship. What happens? Everybody runs outside. They're all partying. They're all drunk. They're having a good time. And somebody, uh, somebody starts rocking a car. Right. Yeah. Next thing you know, other people jump in. They're rocking it. Next thing you know, there's a car flipped over. Now there's a dumpster on fire. And this isn't any. These people were happy. You know, yeah. they were ecstatic. Their team won. And it takes a handful of idiots starting. Uh, starting in that group and that, that idiocy spreads like an infection. And next thing you know, upstanding uh, citizens are uh, throwing makeshift torches at stuff because everybody else is doing or, it. Or and, looting because they're like, oh shit, if I don't get mine, then I'm not going to ever get mine. Yeah, those things just to get out of hand fast. I mean, you get people who are climbing light poles because, hey, look, we won the championship. You see a mad and, rush on the grocery stores, like a mad rush where people aren't like now they're politely waiting in line. You see just a bonkers rush where people are busting windows and running in and grabbing shit. It's going to get, yeah. it's going to get like deadly quick, you know? Yeah. So, and that it's not just the criminal element or the, or the uh, militia style, you know, the anti-government, anti-authority and authoritarian people that are going to be involved. It's going to be regular citizens that get involved in this kind of stuff that get sucked. Yeah. And it. I'm not. I'm not talking about like a Berkeley, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos Antifa rally where people, I mean, those people showed up, those Antifa people showed up to cause a problem. I'm talking about, in this case, people were just having fun. You know, they got a little too liquored up, a little too excited because their team won the World Series or the Super Bowl or whatever. And a couple dummies did some dumb shit. And next thing you know, everybody's doing dumb shit. And then it falls apart. Yeah. You know? But this this situation it might not even be dummies doing it. It's just people I, that are fed I know. up. It's it's even more likely to happen. My point is, in my example, it was benign. Yeah, yeah. It was a benign celebration that turns into a full blown riot. Yeah. You know, you add uh, political, economic pressure, boredom, anxiety on top of that. That's it's bad. So you can't let that happen. And I think Trump saying, "Hey, we got to end this by Easter." You know, some people are criticizing him for that. But again, I like the way he puts stuff out there and just sort of gives you an idea where he's going. You could probably negotiate whether you can make that Easter or not, which is, you know, beginning of last week of April this year. 
but at least he's sort of giving people the sense that there's an end to this. Right. You know, and you saw he did that. And the next day the stock market shot up 2,200 points. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, well, people he, need that stuff. And then he got the assholes in the media saying, aren't you giving false hope? And he goes, basically says, fuck you to them. You're terrible. Well, did you see his Tim pool had this? It's fun watching Tim pool's videos lately because Tim is, you know, a self professed uh, left in former Bernie bro. Um, although he denounces him now and he's just losing his mind. Yeah. It's, it's Tim not, is, it's a basically nonstop media. You're fucking idiots. Celebrities, you're fucking idiots. Trump is actually doing a good job. That's basically every video of his now. <laughs> yeah. And, but he's just stunned. And, uh, it's fun watching him now because he's, you know, not just ta- not just because he's taking shots at the left, but you're really watching somebody get uh, red pilled, like right hardcore red pilled. Yeah. What's that? He's getting hardcore red pilled. I mean, he's gonna be he's gonna be at the next Trump rally, like you know, with the <laughs> with the Make America Great Again hat on. And, mm-hmm. You know. But he said no, and I'll take his word for it because I don't really pay attention to these. But Trump's poll numbers keep going up and up and up. And they were their highest before the, I watched one of his videos today. He had the highest rating he's ever had approval rating amongst independents and Democrats before the stock market made that big jump the next day. Yeah. He goes, what do you think his numbers are going to be like now? And he said, so the media, you know, Trump gets up there and, and, you know, we talk about Biden not having any stamina. I don't know what Trump's on. Um, whether the guy's just high in life or if he's taking amphetamines or something, but for him to get up there every day and do one of these like hour, yeah, hour and a half, sometimes two hour long press conferences, and he was doing one on Sunday the other day. Do you hear that these conferences uh, are like rivaling, like, like ratings wise, you know, obviously rivaling any, like the big sports game, sports ball games and all that. Um, and the the media is even though it's giving them ratings, the leftist media is, is considering they're talking about we don't need to give the president this much airtime. We, we should we should actually not show live press conferences. We should fact check them before we put them out and you know, have them pre recorded. I mean, yeah, fuck and you, you I think, and so does Tim Pool, that it's because he does these press conferences and he looks presidential and people like it and they go, well, he's doing a good job. Oh yeah, and, and the the media. They it there it sickens them that they are contributing to his success, just like the tech companies, the alt tech companies, and Twitter, Facebook, and when Trump was running for president in the first place, they that his Twitter game and his online presence basically got him elected, and all these people that are in charge of the big the liberal big tech people like uh, um, what's Bezos and uh, what's the other one. Um, uh, uh. Jack from Twitter. Yeah, all those guys, they're pissed off about it. They're like, we actually contributed to, to Trump getting becoming president, and we can't have that. we got to change the rules. And so they're sitting there trying to s- s- suppress the right voices and trying to make sure that when you type in certain search things, you don't get what, you know conservative reactions, you get all the liberal bullshit. Well, it's the same thing that's happening with the mainstream media. Now, um, they're, they're real, well, they knew this before, but they just can't handle the fact that they are contributing to his success. By by letting well, let, letting him get his message out like this. Well, I want to talk about the latest Tim Pool video I watched, and I want to talk about a recent Matt Christensen one too. But why don't we do some Would You Rather's first? I don't have them on me. You they're, don't. Yeah, we are doing it remote. I'm at the bunker, and I left the Would You Rather book at the uh, at the original um, location. You're kidding. 
Yeah. So uh Well, I've I've got my phone here. Why but don't I can't you... do would you rather cuz I'm I'm talking, you know? All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll pull up some would you rather on the You know what? Here. Here's here's one point we can give we can give a shout out to somebody. Uh Wild Wilson, who's a follower of ours, he commented on our SoundCloud page on last week's would you rather when you asked about uh would you would you rather uh chew gum you just found on the bottom of your shoe or would you sleep on the uh mattress that you found on the side of the road and he went he went with the mattress Ugh. so i know somebody another listener that said the same thing and i'm like i didn't actually question why but i don't know man that that's pretty pretty bad i mean uh, <laughs> I, I think once they take a look at that master mattress they might change their mind did you pick the gum i can't remember i picked i think i picked the gum yeah uh, I just, I don't know what be in that stuff, you know? I feel like whatever's on that mattress, I can wash off of me <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to ingesting, you know? All right. So, all right, I got a couple. Well, here. if we have to skip Would You Rather, we can. Uh, I got a couple here. Get... What's that? I got a couple here if you want. All right, go ahead. All right. Would you rather uh, do your own stunts in an action movie or be the stuntman? Okay, I don't even like that. I'm, I'm not doing these. These are dumb. Sorry. Have you ever watched those documentaries on watching stuntmen do their stuff, though? Uh, what? It seems like a lot of preparation for not, for not much and uh, really dangerous. <laughs> hmm. All right, here we got one. Would you rather have to announce to everyone around you whenever you've had to fart or pee your pants daily? Have we done this one? When you had to fart or what? Would you rather have to announce to everyone around you whenever you have to fart or pee your pants daily? <laughs> I would, uh, I would do the farting thing because you could have, you could have fun with it. <laughs> well, even if you don't fart, you just feel the need, but you can suppress it. You go, oh, I got to <laughs> fart. Okay, I, I held that one in. I would probably have to do that like multiple times per day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> if you could pee your pants daily and you know exactly when you're going to do it, like let's say you get up in the morning, you put your pants on, you're like, oh, oh next pair. You know. Why I, would you? Why would you ever pick pee your pants? I'd pick pee my pants if I knew when it was going to happen. So, like I said, you get up in the morning, you put your pair of pants on before you go out to work. All of a sudden, you piss yourself. You have to change your pants. Then you leave the house. <laughs> Yeah, but then you'd have to shower again and all that stuff. I I don't know. I, yeah, I can't imagine ever wanting to pick that one. So. All right. Um, you know what, though? That would be like, I had a friend that we were talking about this years ago. It would be like a great, really minor superpower to have to make people just pee their pants or shit themselves. <laughs> because, like, you would never, you would never get in a fight. Because would never whenever get, you'd, you'd be never... sitting there talking to somebody and just make it happen, you'd be like, did you just shit yourself? You'd never get a ticket either. What's that? You'd never get a ticket for speeding. A cop would come up to your car and all of a sudden he'd shit himself. And he'd be like, oh, God. Like, Unless he's just hardcore and be like ignoring it, just squishing around. Here's your ticket, sir. What's that smell? Nothing. Go about your business. <laughs> Can you imagine watching the cop in your side mirror oh. walking up to the car? <laughs> that poopy diaper walk. <laughs> and then he stops, turns around, goes back to his cruiser and leaves. Yeah. All right. Would you rather live one life that lasts a thousand years or live 10 lives that last a hundred years each? 
Uh, I think if you lived a thousand years, you get really bored. Yeah, I'd still probably pick that one. I mean, how many people do you know that have gotten like into their late eighties or nineties and go, I can go anytime. Well, that's what I'm saying. So you'd live 10 lives where you live to a hundred and you've got 20 years of those 10 lives there. You're just like, I am, I am missing being young and I can't die for another 20, 30 years. Yeah. But I, I feel like you would get to practice it a lot, you know? Mm, Yeah. You'd have something to look forward to, I guess. But think about like, um, in the movie Highlander, Mm -hmm. I mean, he's living for, at that point, I think he's like 600, 700 years old, something more than that, I think. But uh, how you would have to, how do you, how you kind of have to transition out of your own life into another one? Yeah. I mean, anybody who's paying attention is going to be able to figure out that you're more than, you're living more than Well, then you could just become a, 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 um, a celebrity for being a person that lives forever. Start, yeah. start a cult, that kind of stuff. So, uh, I think yeah. I did the thousand years. Yeah, I, I don't know. You'd have to be like, uh, you'd have to be like some Anne Rice vampire at that point. <laughs> yeah. One more. Okay. This this the website likes uh likes the fart stuff. So, would you rather have your breath smell like a bad fart or have your laugh sound like a fart? <laughs> I would rather have my laugh sound like a fart. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you never want to have sex? <laughs> I mean, then you might as well, if you, if you're okay with that, if you're asexual, then your breath smelling like a bad fart, I guess is fine. Work out of your home. <laughs> no, uh, this coronavirus would be perfect for you, you know, social distancing, but yeah. uh, yeah, a laugh that sounds like a fart and would actually make me laugh harder. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like people would be, what the fuck is that? Is that a, are you laughing? It sounds just like a fart, and then I'd start. It laughing would have harder. to be like one of those little squeaky ones, though. It couldn't just be like a huge <laughs> chop. So, all right, enough of that. All those. right. Um, so, what? One of the things Tim was freaking out about Tim Pool in his latest video was uh, the Democrats playing politics with this uh, this um, aid bill, mm-hmm. and you know the 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 Democrats have been trying to load it up with a bunch of a uh, bunch of pork for, uh, and Republicans do this too. Uh, I don't know if they did it in this bill. I don't know for sure, but there was a bunch of money in there for the Kennedy center and they wanted to put all these uh, carbon limits on um, the airlines. Word diversity was mentioned like 28 times. Yeah. So they, they were really looking at it. This is their chance to get that stuff in there because the the Republicans are so desperate to get something passed. I don't know if that's true, um, that the Republicans are desperate to. Well, the American people, who is it that said the American people are desperate to, I think that was the American people are, I think the Republicans politically are served maybe even better by watching the Democrats deep six this thing. Well, so yeah. I, I don't know that their motivations are to get something passed to save their positions. I think it's, they really want to get something through. Yeah. You know, as we said, I think Trump, you know, we think Trump is doing a good job and I think the Senate kind of wants to back him up on that and be able to deliver this. Plus again, if the government's going to shut you down, the government should get you some money at least to get you. Through. I mean, you, if your bank's not gonna, um, it, you know, if your bank's not gonna take your house, 
and your uh, uh, landlord isn't going to kick you out, and if all of your bills basically get to be on hold, like, you know, they push the tax date back yeah. and all that, if all of that's on hold, you still need to buy groceries. Yeah. And so for them to get you some money for this is only fair. And I heard, you know, the Republicans tried to put some stuff in there. I don't know about that. When I read the initial bill, I couldn't find that. Um, well, the the, but, the Dems are trying to say that it was, and Pelosi and Schumer, of course, were trying to say, oh, it was giving way too much to billionaire uh, uh, and, and large corporations. And that's all it was, is patting the pox at large corporations. It wasn't helping the real man. It's like, fuck you. We can, we can well, tell... When you're full yeah, but of they shit. can't just say that they but, have to prove yeah, it but they do when say the republicans that's the are they saying they can say that here are the things they were putting in yeah you know here it was this and this and this and this and the democrats were going well they were just helping wealthy corporations well show me what it yeah. was that and, was saying and, and even if even if wealthy corporations were in on it um it wasn't just wealthy corporations that were getting some sort of stimulus dollars it was it was right. it was your average everyday working schmo that was getting real money in that in that in in their bill and the thing that was funny is tim pool was like he was flabbergasted by the fact that the republicans actually stayed past recess past vacation to work on this bill and pelosi and schumer and the democrats that were against it just you know they took their little recess and then when they finally decided to come back they just said nope voted it down (laughs) even though there was some there was were some democrats it was bipartisan there were democrats that were working on the bill with the republicans but not pelosi not schumer they they knew they did they weren't they're going to say no regardless and then they were going to come back and go bad big corporations bad big rich trump drump bad we've got a bill and it's going to be for the people it's a thousand well, four hundred pages. You're not going to be able to read it and figure it out. But trust us, just like the healthcare, um, Obama healthcare plan, um, you have to we have to pass the bill in order to know what's in it. Well, I don't think that. To be fair, as much as I cannot stand Schumer, I don't think this third time that it got uh, deep sixed, it was his fault. From what I understood, is it went. You know, it goes, bills start in the House, they go to the Senate, they get worked up and everything, they get brought back to the House. The House met for two minutes and didn't even vote. Right. They just were like, nope, we're not doing this today. And that's where Tim was like, I I can't believe this. What are they doing? Yeah. And I can't understand how they think that's actually going to help them politically, that people are going to be able to figure that stuff out. Now, there's some people are going to be so steeped in either party's dogma they're gonna let them do whatever they well, want did to you, do did you see the was it the washington post i can't remember an online uh it was a newspaper but their online presence they ran a headline saying that democrats block the stimulus or not stimulus the uh whatever they called it the um the payment stimulus package yeah. uh and then after the democrats got to him behind the scenes they changed it saying they changed the headline saying uh, Democrats block uh, amid concerns of wealthy getting payouts. And then they changed again, like a few hours later, um, partisan divide uh, stops bill from passing, you know, yeah. taking Democrats completely out of the, the blame. And then they came up even afterwards and, and blamed the Republicans for it. Blame Mitch McConnell was like the fourth well, of headline. Of course they did. So it was like, Mitch, but... the, here's the, the stimulus passage didn't pass and it's Mitch McConnell's fault. That's what it said. And I'm like, this can't be real. And it was like, sure shit. That's what they do. And they don't even um, print that this was a, you know, uh, uh, a change in the headline. They just kind of like stealthy change the headline. Yeah. Well, you know, there was some talk that there was uh, the ability for corporations to use the money for stock buybacks, which would be bad. I mean, basically, you're giving 
if you know like there was one point boeing was uh i think we talked about this last time boeing was at 386 dollars a share it got all the way down to a hundred dollars with this whole thing with nobody traveling right if the government gives boeing a bunch of money and boeing goes back in there and buys a bunch of its own stock and the price goes way up because of it you know that's that's wrong right. shouldn't be using that money for that nope. but trump was asked about that directly and he goes i don't want to see buyback money in there he goes let's just tie it to uh let's tie it to loans and that's what happened it was these were these were loans that did not have to be paid back as long as it was money given to the workers who were out of work if it was used for buybacks or anything other than what it was intended for um, it stayed alone and had to be paid back. If it wasn't, it was a grant and it just went away. Yeah. You know, now you can say, Hey, the banks are getting rich because the federal reserves given them this money at zero, zero percent. And they're charging whoever they loan it to three and a half. I get that. They should, they should get something, you know, if you did federal grants for just zero, it would just take forever for them to get out. It would, yeah. I mean, it would take years yeah. for them to get people money. If you give it to local banks and they can get it out faster, they do deserve to make something. I think 3% on free money for people in distress is yeah. it's gouging a little bit. But regardless, people are still going to get the money. So there were definitely some things in there the Democrats had some points to make about that well, were legit. But trying to load it up with all this pork, I just – I. I don't know why that's even allowed. Well, Pelosi, Pelosi really, I mean, she was looking out for people. And you know what they really, the really successful thing they did? They made sure that none of, Trump, none of Trump's businesses would get any stimulus money. So, you know. I know. They're really looking out for the people. I, I heard that and I just rolled my fucking eyes. I'm like, really? Who fucking cares? For one, he's supposedly not supposed to be any, in control of any of his business while he's president and be able to, you know, make decisions on that. And if the business is employing a bunch of people, they should get that same money in order to keep paychecks you know, for the people working on the golf courses and the people serving drinks and, you know, just everybody else, just like every other fucking business. You well, know? how come nobody ever asked Pelosi about her businesses? Exactly. Her vineyard she owns. Yeah. You know, yeah. how come nobody ever asked her about that stuff? Yeah, it's it's disgusting. It's it's blatantly obvious, and uh, I hope more and more people are waking up to. I mean, this is you know the silver lining of all this is that I think people are waking up to just how disgusting um, Democrats have become, and um, you know there's no such thing anymore as uh, your you know uh, blue dogs or your or your classic liberals and the Democrat Party being in control. It's all these you know um, extremists at this point. Well, uh, before factions. before Joe started losing all of his uh, faculties, and have you have you seen these um, videos he's been making from home? Who in his lockdown? Joe Biden. <laughs> yes, you know, I saw the one where the, be, tel where the he teleprompter used to be went sort off. Sort of your classic moderate Democrat. Yeah. Um, he's he's not anymore. But my God, he's making these videos from his home that just he had one, and I'm going to screw this up. But he says. Uh, he was saying something about he's trying to say we can't have the cure be worse than the, the disease or something. And it came out all wrong. And you're like, what did you just say? And it sounded like he said, again, I'm I'm not misrepresenting the, the tone and direction of this, but I'm getting the quote wrong. It was something like um, we can't have a cure for the disease that's, you know, like, well, the, the cure can't be. And he's just sort of stumbling through it's it. It's like that going, George oh, Bush, George W., where he goes, uh, uh, he goes, yeah. fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame. 
Shame I'll never fool me again. What? (laughs) He goes, we have a saying in Texas, I'm sure you have it here in Tennessee, fool me once, shame on me. You can tell he lost his, he lost it. Yeah, he's like, oh shit. We fooled me, can't can't get fooled again. Yeah. (laughs) It it was that, it was that same sort of thing, except, uh, you know, he's trying to talk faster than his brain would go. And that's, you know, that's what a lot of people do, but it's just happening to him so often. And basically he made it sound like, you know, this cure is bad, so we can't do it. And yeah. just like, Joe, come on, sit down, buddy. Jerry, speak, speaking of cures, um, did you hear that? Uh, I, I can't, I don't have this pulled up, so I don't know the name of the uh, the drug cocktail, the two drugs together in conjunction that are supposed to be um, helping mitigate the uh, disease, either shorten it or make it less severe. Um, yeah. And that, that's the stuff that Trump is hopeful for. And um, um the what's the this, um, epidemiologist that he has on his team the one you, you just said his name the one that everybody trusts uh, Fauci Fauci and Fauci says well yeah I mean yeah I mean we always have hope but uh, you know we got to go through you know and run te- you know run tests whatever and the media is like yeah, are you giving people false hope that kind of shit well did you hear that someone actually heard Trump say something at one of his pre- recent press conferences about one of these drugs being in fish fish tank cleaner or something. And this couple went out and they didn't even have symptoms or signs of the uh, COVID and they drank it. The husband died and the woman's, you know, pretty seriously ill. Did you hear about this? Yeah. And they're blaming, and they're blaming Trump, that on Trump blaming saying, Trump uh, cause he mentioned the that big this, dumb that, dummy just yeah, killed some people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the big dumb dummy didn't kill people. Big dumb dummies killed themselves. Well, did he even say it's in fish tank cleaner? I actually didn't hear the, um, the actual press conference. So I don't know the quote, but they're saying that he mentioned it and he mentioned, and I'm hearing it from a couple different sources that he mentioned something about it being uh, in a, in, in fish supplies or something like that. It was something, you know, you find in fish supplies or something. And then these fucking morons go out. I mean, that's just, I mean, I'm sorry. You, you, I can't have sympathy for that kind of stupidity. Yeah. Well, people die doing dumb stuff all the time, but yeah, yeah basically this is uh taking a Z-Pack um, and uh, this anti-malaria drug. Yeah. And it's having a very great effect on certain people. So, you know, some people who are too far gone or have too many other conditions or uh, are underlying conditions, it's just not helping. But some people it is. And they keep throwing out this one guy, Rio, somebody who, you know, basically it saved its life. Yeah, okay, that's one. I get it. But what I what I get frustrated with with the media is when Trump comes out and goes, "Hey, we're hoping this is it. It's looking like it could be good. You know, it might work. It might not work. You know." And then Fauci gets up there and he goes, "You know, we're running tests. I don't want to just come out and say this is great." And the next day, it's, "Well, Trump's own guy contradicts him. It's like he didn't contradict no. him." And you motherfuckers, you and the media are the ones that were reporting on this saying, hey, this might be a cure to begin with. So fuck you, because Trump was basically reporting or, or speaking on the fact that there's media out there kind of saying, hey, this these studies are coming out saying that this might be happening. And then as soon as Trump says, yeah, this might be, then they have to change their tune immediately because they can't agree with anything. Or Trump, If Trump agrees with them, they have to change their tune. Yeah. So it's, so. it's pretty disgusting. Um, I did want to, I didn't want to talk real really quickly. I know we're probably up against time here about the Matt Christensen video. Okay. You know, Matt has a way a lot of times about uh, to uh, crystallize sort of an issue uh, in a way that I hadn't thought about it. And he was talking about, you know, we'd mentioned the last couple podcasts about in uh, San Francisco, as long as you're not stealing more than $950 worth of stuff, the cops aren't even going to bother with it. 
Yeah. Um, but San Francisco after that had their lockdown in place where technically you could be arrested for going outside. <laughs> so you can steal stuff and they're not going to do anything. Step outside. You could be arrested. Just make sure you're now, stealing. Are, are they going to arrest people who step outside? No, I'm probably going to tell them to go back, but they could. Just, and hop, it's just, just hop in a car that doesn't belong to you. You'd be fine. Take off. What's that? Just hop in a car that doesn't belong to you. Take off in yeah. it. And since you're you're not, uh, you know, uh, well, I guess it's got to be under nine hundred dollars, so it's got to be kind of a beater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're easier to well, hotwire. The older cars are easier to hotwire. So that way you won't idea. get that way you won't get bothered by the police because you know you're they shouldn't respond to that because you're committing a crime that's under nine hundred dollars worth of you know it's nonviolent and it's under nine hundred dollars so of of the theft or damage or whatever the fuck. I guess I, those are two different laws I'm ta- I'm putting together, aren't I? One is one is if you aren't committing violent crimes, they're not going to respond, and two is if you steal something under nine hundred fifty dollars, they're not going to respond. Well, the nonviolent crime thing is uh, a Philadelphia okay. issue. The um, nine hundred and fifty dollars is the San Francisco one, but the lockdown is in place in San Francisco. I call it lockdown. It's you know, whatever they're calling it, sheltering in place or stay safe at home or whatever. But they put that in place for two weeks. But it really does come down to, you know, in a city where they were saying, hey, the cops aren't going to stop you from taking other people's things, you know, as long as you're not hitting them with something while you do it. uh, That's, you know, we're just it's not right for us to prosecute that stuff. But, you know, if we tell you for your own good, you need to stay inside and you step outside. Well, we're going to arrest you because it's for your own good. Yeah. And again, it goes back to what I said in the beginning of this. This pandemic is forcing people's politics, their ideals to come out. And every chance the Democrats are getting here, whether it's, you know, these two ridiculous uh, ideas in Philadelphia or San Francisco or the shutting down all the gun stop gun shops in New Jersey. It's this idea that government can do better for you than you can do for you. Yeah. And the government has to intervene all the time and, you know, take care of you. It's it's all the way back to, you know, Bloomberg's thing about how big is how big a soda you can drink. Yeah. And uh, that is not serving those places well. And if we're going to have problems, I think it's going to be in those areas. And by problems, I mean, uh, you know, whether it's shortages or riots or whatever, you just can't. You can't take a city like New York of, what is it, 25 million people and start closing streets and telling them they can't go places and um, leave them short on supplies and then put the military in the city. And we've been, yeah, and and we've been having, in Minneapolis is is one of the places that's had this, some, a lot of uh, civil unrest and a lot of racial, um, 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 you know, butting of heads here lately. Um, with the Black Lives Matter and all that kind of stuff and riding the streets every summer, um, you know, and, and occupying uh, uh, precincts and all that kind of shit. Um, you think that that kind of attitude, that resentment, that racial kind of tension has gone away? It's it's right now suppressed because of this, but you don't think a little a little incident's not going to spark a giant uh, uh, conflagration of, 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 of um, you know, fighting rioting murder you know all kinds of shit so they better get their the government better 
understand what kind of a powder keg they're sitting on with this. And I think they, I think Trump does. And that's, that's what's, that's what's, uh, you know, optim, I'm being optimistic about, but I'll tell you what, if I, if I, my savings run out and I've, and my hours get cut anymore where I'm, where I'm basically, you know, I, I can't, you know, a, a two, a month and a half down the road, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to be, you know, um, waiting for the government to uh, tell me what to do, you know. Well, and even take an even more innocent scenario. Say it's been, you know, your savings is run out. You haven't worked for six weeks. Everything's pretty tight. Um, you've got a landlord that or a bank that's sort of, you know, they though they can't technically take your stuff away at this point because the government's put some you know, stops in place. You can't be evicted right now. You can't uh, have your utilities shut off, those sorts of things. But you're starting to feel the stress. And, you know, if you've got a family or, you know, dependents and everything, and, uh, you know, even if the government steps in and says, all right, we're going to give you a little bit of money and uh, we're going to start, I don't mean to sound extreme, but maybe rationing things where they say, you know, you can go to the store, but uh, nobody's allowed to buy more than one thing of toilet paper or something like that. Because we're getting some of that now. Yeah. Um, and somebody goes to buy one of the last of something and somebody else wanted it. And next thing you know, people start pushing each other in the store and you've got all of that tension already. Uh, it's not good. Yeah. You know? All the underlying uh, attention is going to bubble to the surface, so. Yeah. And it's going to blow up and you just, you can't, you can't have that stuff. And I think you're right. I think whether Trump knows inherently and sees those things happening or whether he just says, look, you just can't keep taking people's liberty and freedom away from them all the time. You know? Well, and, and he's um, also a businessman. He goes, the, this, the world in this country runs on uh, business. And he said it multiple times, the engine of the American, uh, American economy is small business. And he goes, they can't, they, small businesses can't eat these kind of losses. They can't not take revenue for a month and just open the doors again after a month and be fine and dandy. They're going to not be able to reopen. So you yeah. can't, you can't, um, you can't say, well, you know, we'll be fine. Just, you know, we'll just pick up the pieces and, 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 you know, the economy be booming. No, anybody with half a brain, especially people that are in business know that these, these businesses are running just like, uh, it's almost like being a, a worker working paycheck to paycheck. Most of these, a lot of these small businesses are like that. They, they can't, they're, you, they're one bad month away from closing shop. Anyway, just talk, you talk about taking all revenue away. They're fucked. Yeah, and I don't want to give away, you know, too much of what I do here, but there are businesses here in Minnesota that are basically in the same business as I am. You know, we're, what, two, three weeks into this whole thing that uh, I've already, uh, I have not seen yet, but I've heard about just basically closing up and saying, take, telling the bank, hey, take it back. Yeah. Because as painful as that bankruptcy will be for a long time, I mean, yes, it leaves your record at some point, but it, people can only see it. It will make it difficult to start another business or get a home loan again. Fighting your way out of that in a bad economy could be even more ruinous. Mm-hmm. And some people are just saying, I don't have the stomach for it. I'll yeah. take my shot at restarting over trying to do this. And you can't blame them. And I'm thinking we're, we're two or three weeks in. Yeah. And that's kind of happening. It shows you the margin. And 
shows you the margins they've been going on. And I'm willing to admit that a lot of those may not be the most efficient business people, but you know, you're right. Even a well-run business, small business has got, you know, a couple of months if they're really well-run that they can handle this. Yeah. You know, and you know, we were out with some friends the other night and uh, one of them was talking about, they know the person who runs the local like orange theory gym and how she's not going to be able to make it if she has to go another two weeks. And this other friend of ours goes, yeah, well, pick a business. He goes, yeah. there's a hundred of those around here that we all know that, you know. Well, I know a guy he, that just put a bunch of money into, um, you know, m- brand new equipment and top of the line stuff to be more efficient, to try to, try to you know, um, get more revenue and more business in. But he obviously took out a loan or took out a line of credit or, you know, whatever he did to get that going he's gonna have to pay that back and now all of a sudden uh, now what i mean holy shit he was banking on a good economy for this so well i know you're talking about me but <laughs> sure well no, that's that is what i did but you know we're not we're not over leveraged in our businesses and our banks will work with us but um but yeah it's, it's most of the people aren't in the position we've been in and so th- they're in trouble you know you're yeah your local bakery or, you know, local gym or tanning place or whatever, they they just can't, they can't weather this storm. Yeah. And so I think Trump understands, Hey, look, I get you. And he's trying to, he's trying to do the right thing and say, we do have to slow this down by not letting people just, you know, contact everybody they want. But if you let the economy come back right now and just said, all right, you know what? All the stops are off. You guys can go back out there. You would not see people just going, oh, thank God, and charging out to restaurants and movie theaters and things like that. You know, your movie theaters would be half full because, you know, how you can buy your ticket online. People would look at it and go, you know, that theater's half full. We're going to be sitting within six feet of somebody. So uh, let's just wait for the next one. Yeah. But, you You know, we're going to be fighting that for a month. You're going to have restaurants that say – you know, we're not putting tables within eight feet of each other or whatever it is. People will do that. It's just like anything else. You know, they're going to be they're going to be careful. But even when the D.C. sniper was out there shooting people at gas stations, people were buying gas. Right. You know, they were scared. They were hiding down behind their car and stuff like that. But, you know, did they have to have it? They could have called in sick and yeah. said, I don't want to get shot coming to work. So well, I think, and people would have understood. I think I'm reiterating what I said before, but I think if they, at this point, they've got to start focusing the efforts on uh, protecting the people at risk and, and putting that money and, and um, stimulus and everything towards that and towards having the uh, medical facilities able to handle um, an uptick in flu cases and maybe even, you know, some, somehow making, uh, house calls part of you know making medical or allowing medical people to go to people's homes instead of the people flooding the emergency rooms all that kind of stuff you can work into that uh, they should be working on that kind of stuff right now and then getting people back to work to fund that kind of thing tax money revenue to help fund that part of it instead of giving checks out to everybody and then you, we've got the stimulus checks coming to people now um and so two months down the line especially when everybody still needs money and they're going, well, we need to do a skin. It's like, oh, with what, with what fucking money? Yeah. So we, we need to think about getting the economy going again and then using that money, tax money, what it's supposed to be used for, 
you know? Yeah. Instead of I the, agree. this bullshit welfare programs or, or some, you know, study for the, you know, the great Northwestern spotted ferret bat or some shit, you know? Well, I'm not a big fan of adding another $2 trillion to the debt. I certainly am not by any stretch, but if the government shuts you down, they need to make some sort of allowance for P and I, again, I'm not talking about me, but for people who, you know, hourly employees who are living check to check anyway, just to be able to buy groceries. Yep. But I think what that does is that if, you know, I were president and I think Trump is doing this is saying, okay, that's buying us a little time to do some more of the social distancing. It's not going to flatten the curve. It's not going to stop the disease from spreading. It's going to slow down the amount of cases as they hit emergency rooms. And that's why we're pouring all this federal money into, you know, helping mitigate that, you know, with more hospital rooms and everything and more, more uh, respirators yep. and buying all this equipment, but we can't just stop. Right. So I'll help make this a little better, but I'm not going to shut her all down. Yep. Well, we'll see. I think, I think calmer, cooler heads will prevail. I think, especially with Trump in charge. I mean, we're, we're pr pretty, uh, I'm pretty ecstatic that we have Trump in the, in the white house instead of someone like Hillary at this point. You so. know, what's funny to me is the amount of random people I meet who you wind up sort of talking politics with a little bit, just, I mean, not really blatant, but you kind of, you're skirting it a little bit, you know, you'll say, Oh, things are, things sort of suck. And, but yeah, we'll get out of this. And they'll just volunteer things like, uh, I'm glad we have the president we have Yeah, because I expect liberals being very clear or very uh, upfront about, hating trump i expect that i just don't expect so many strangers you meet to be comfortable saying i like trump yeah you know well he's, it's it's hard to deny that he's doing what he said he was going to do and that he's handling this as well as can be expected or imagined um it's at this point uh you know if you're not admitting he's doing something right that he's not that bad as fleckus says uh, he's another youtuber you know, just admit, hey, he's not that bad. <laughs> they're, they're finally getting to the point where like, yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> well, that's what I said to all my, and again, I've never been a 100% Trump guy. I, I like a lot of the stuff he does. Some of the stuff he does bugs me. Um, but for the most part, I'll take him over anybody else I've seen recently. But yeah. all of these people I knew who are like, oh, this son of a bitch, I can't believe he's president, you know, the yelling and screaming and no we're not going to have this and i just i just kept saying to him careful because what if he does well you yeah. know what if you're saying how the world's going to fall apart what if it works out then what yeah and their response to that was always that's not going to happen this mm -hmm. is going to be a shit show mm -hmm. it's like all right well it's turning out it really kind of isn't so what does that say about you yeah you know all right. Well, so, we are way over time here. So if you want to get in contact with us, it's uh, rooster at bread and circuses podcast.com or crow at bread and circuses podcast.com. Those are our email addresses. And fill up those likes on the Facebook page, bread and circuses podcast. See you. Bye.